listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. The Lord give you his peace. Good morning, everyone. I'm so thankful, um, Brother uh, Deacon Brother Pierre Toussaint read the long form of the gospel. So we, were, we were chatting. There's a short form that's available today, and uh, all the juicy parts are cut out. I don't know what they're thinking. So the long form had all the really good stuff, and uh, so here we go. And then also I want to commend our uh, brother Gabriel, who chanted the responsorial song very nicely this morning in the same tone as the bells next door. Did you catch that? That's like a miracle. Like you were chanting at this tone and halfway through the bells started going and the bells were like, dong, dong, same note. I was like, whoa, it's a grace at work here. So hopefully that grace <laughs> will carry over into the homily here. Um, ooh, this parable is so amazing. Jesus is, um, he's offering a commentary on history And he's offering an insight into the meaning of life. Does it get any bigger than that? Whoa. And so he tells this parable about the king whose son, so the prince, is going to get married. And he's sending out, right, to invite people. And then people don't want to come. And they make excuses. And and then some, you know, they kill some of the servants. So then... He doesn't send the servants to invite them. Then he sends the troops to, you know, wipe them out and burn their village. Whoa. (laughs) And then, you know, we know the rest of the story. Sends the servants out to the other, to the streets and inviting everybody, good and bad. Everybody, you're welcome. Come on in. So now the wedding is, is on. The king comes in to greet the guests. And there's a guy there who doesn't have a wedding garment on. The Lord asks him about that. And the man is just, he's silent. And he gets thrown into the uh, outside where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. So um, praying about that. There's a lot going on, huh? So I'm proposing that Jesus is not only offering a commentary on history. He's offering a commentary on the meaning of life. Now, today is Sunday. If it wasn't Sunday, we would be celebrating the Feast of St. Teresa of Avila, the doctor of the church, the great mystic. And in her writings, as in the writings of so many saints, she proclaims very confidently that God is calling each person to the heights of holiness. And a way that the Bible describes what that means, what does it mean, the heights of holiness? It's nuptial. It's marital. God is inviting each person to a union, to a relationship, to to a communion that is the best way to understand it is like the communion between husband and wife in marriage. Uh, that's why marriage is a sacrament. That's why marriage is a sign. And a uh, little side note on that, the visionary from Fatima, Sister Lucia, had wrote a letter to an archbishop in Rome stating that Mary told her that the final battle will be over marriage, you know, and the family. Okay, back to our main program. Um, so, thinking about that, I was praying over this parable, and um, it was like you could understand it in the sense that, you know, that God is not just inviting people, hey, come to the marriage of my son. God is inviting each person to their own wedding. If each person 
is you know made in the image and likeness of God. We have the dignity that the, the end game, the thing that we're all being invited to, is somehow to be the bride of God Himself, the marriage supper of the Lamb. All that eschatological stuff from the Bible, the Book of Revelation, the very end of time when it's all said and done, when it's consummated, and God is all in all. The church will be the bride of Christ, but each individual person, each individual soul, is being invited to somehow be. The, the spouse, the you know, communion with God and that bride. It's a little hard for us to understand as men, the, the religious sisters totally get this. So if, you, if that's what's true, let's interpret this parable in that light. God is inviting each person to their own wedding. And uh, you know how girls are with their weddings, right? The dress is a really important part, the garment. And it needs to be special and it needs to be beautiful. And it's not something that you uh, would wear on other occasions. You know, it's just worn that one day. And, um, and it's not something that you rent. Like the men, we rent the tuxedo or whatever, right? But the girl, she doesn't typically rent her wedding dress. It's, it's like a special garment that's so special. And it's just for that one day. All of that is supposed to be speaking about the the specialness and the dignity of a marriage, right? And the Catholic understanding what God has revealed in God's plan, that this is a one-time event, that it's indissoluble and it's to become one flesh. What God has joined, let no one break asunder. And it's a sacrament and it's, you know, all of that theology that's there, I'm not going to go into it. But that garment, so, so the person who shows up on the other side without the wedding garment is a person who has rejected the plan of God. Um, kind of like Adam and Eve that, you know, before God barred them from the garden, they ran from him. God's confirming what they've decided to do. The same is true for the souls that are damned. You know, um, they are denying God. They, They don't want to be married to him. They don't want God in their life. And that's why I'm always a little nervous. People who are living their life as if God doesn't exist, what do you think's gonna happen when you die and you come before God and you see, oh, snap, God does exist. And that you lived a life where you did not seek him, you rejected him. Well, what do you think is going to happen? You know, uh, you don't want to be married to God. You don't want God to be all in all. You reject him. And so God honors that rejection, as sad as that is. And that's what hell is all about, the damned souls. that They rejected God and God's not going to force his love and his mercy and his forgiveness upon them. We all know that. So that's the first point, is that not only is God in, like, what is the meaning of our life? Where is this whole thing heading? We are heading towards a wedding. And not only are we heading towards a wedding, we're heading to our own wedding, where we're being invited to be united with God himself. Um, And then secondly, so, uh, okay, so that's, that's a, a... an interesting insight from today's parable, you know. Um, so let me draw two conclusions from that, and then we'll wrap it up. So, brothers, if we if we see our lives this way, like what, you know, we're, it's going to change how we live, isn't it? Like, what are we doing here? We're actually preparing for that moment. This that's what this life is about, you know. Some of the visionaries and these alleged Marian apparitions that are now you know going on, they say that people have forgotten why they are here. They've forgotten what life is about. They've, you know, forgotten God. They've forgotten the purpose of it all. Um, That we are here to get ready for our wedding day. 
We are here to get ready for the moment of death, which is why I love that Hail Mary prayer, now and at the hour of our death. Like that moment is coming for each person. So when, um, don't forget that. So it's not something to make us scared. It's not something to make us, you know, have anxiety. But rather, when you know what that day is all about, it's an invitation to union with God. So Second Peter said we become partakers of the divine nature. That that communion of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're going to be invited into that, even though we're just creatures. Whoa, that we have royalty, dignity. It's sons of the king, uh, spouses of the prince, our, our princesses become queens. There's a, a royal dignity called to reign with God. That, I don't even know what that's going to mean, but it's beautiful and it's awesome and it's wonderful. And we should be running to that. People are preparing for marriage. They run to it, huh? All the excitement and all the, the joy and all the specialness of getting ready for the marriage. Um, so if, if we really understand that, we see it, we believe it, we understand, wow, this is what life is actually about, <clears throat> that's going to affect how we live. You know, our life of prayer, our priorities, the choices we make, what we do, what we don't do, the kind of persons we become. You know, whether or not we live, we strive to live with God as our all. Um, so, so, yeah. And then the second takeaway, brothers, is our life of ministry. Um, these servants are going out to invite people to the marriage. That's a paradigm for how we evangelize. Like when we approach people, we're ministering to them and all the different ways we do ministry. Um, do we approach people in a way that, hey, I'm inviting you to a marriage. I'm inviting you to a wedding banquet. And not only that, I'm inviting you to your wedding with God. I'm inviting you to the fulfillment of all your desires. I'm inviting you to the meaning and purpose of your life. Love of God in Jesus. Union with God. You know, if we minister that way, if we evangelize that way, if we approach people in that manner, I think there's going to be a tremendous fruitfulness because the heart of every person is longing for that. And even if you encounter somebody you've never met before and on some level you want to say, I don't know anything about this person, but because they're a human, they're made in God's image and likeness, they're made for this, this loving communion with God, I do know something about them. I know that they're looking and longing for that fulfillment, that fulfillment that is only found in God. And so, isn't that exciting? You know, so we go out into the highways and byways and we go after the good, we go after the bad, we go after everybody. You're being invited. You're being invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb, a wedding. It's going to be, you know, and then the Bible has really earthly descriptions, right? Choicest foods, richest foods. It's going to be the best of drink and delicious steaks, right? There's a fatted calf. That's Kobe beef, obviously. And drink and all of that. It's going to be wonderful music and dancing and, and uh, you know, something very special and beautiful. And not only that, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to that, right? So the goodness and the beauty of heaven draw the heart. But then guess what? You show up and you find out that it's actually your own wedding. That God himself is proposing to you like a young man would propose to that special girl. You are so special to me that I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to a unique and incredible relationship that's um, spousal, it's nuptial, it's union in love. Um, whoa, 
This is amazing. This is amazing. So, brothers, we pray for that grace to be more aware that this is what life is about. This is our calling. This is what the dignity and the royalty that we have in our identity in Christ. And then as we minister to others, that this is their value. This is their dignity. And that as we proclaim the gospel, we proclaim the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ to each person. We proclaim it in a manner that is in uh, this recognizing what's in the heart, that value, that dignity, that love, that purpose that um, God is inviting you. That's what this life is about. Let's do away with all the distractions that are kind of taking our attention away from the one thing necessary that uh, we're being invited, you know, in that that garment that uh, bespeaks of that, huh? That, that we wa- wash our robes white in the blood of the lamb. The garment in the Bible in some ways symbolizes the good deeds that we do. We cooperate with his grace. The opening prayer, we prayed something really beautiful. May God's grace precede and follow, you know, as he leads us along in this life. Our days are numbered. Our time is short. We live for Christ and we give him everything. And uh, let's pray for that grace this day. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.